Hi, everyone, and welcome to Seven Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology. But the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try it, try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I've not yet met in person, but she is a connection through Instagram, and she's also a connection from the D.C. area. She is a resource assistant at St. Mary of the Mill School in Maryland and is a lifelong member of the Church of the Incarnation in Washington, D.C. It's Stephanie Miles. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. I We were chatting a little bit before I hit record. We were talking about some of our mutual connections, um, Mike Tenney and Ogechi from uh, the D.C. and Maryland area as well. Um, you mentioned you work at the school like right across from where Mike used to teach. Yeah, well, his one of his children and nieces and nephews attend um, the school I work at. So I actually see him drop off. So. Oh, I miss him. How long have you worked at that school? Uh, since 2014. So I do reading mostly, so don't do the math. Um. <laughs> I'm same. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> math is not my thing. Um, have you always been in education or have you done other things? No, I used to be a, a membership assistant at kind of like a nonprofit organization mm-hmm. in Virginia, um, in Arlington, Virginia. So um, mm-hmm. I did that for just over 10 years. And when they were facing some that position and they're merging it together with something else, I looked at other options. So I had always tutored. I worked at a, a community college as a tutor for a high school enrichment program. So I figured, you know, maybe I should do this full time. Checked mm-hmm. online. St. Mary's was hiring. Mm-hmm. And the rest is actually just history now. So, <laughs> And I've been doing that. I, I implement a reading program at St. Mary's. That's the main part of my job. Um, And I thoroughly enjoy that. That's awesome. What else would you like to share with the listeners about yourself? Well, just, um, well, I'm a cradle Catholic. Uh, My whole family is, has at least been raised in the Catholic church or the majority of my family has been raised in the Catholic church. My grandmother's spouses or significant others were always the Protestants, but we've always been placed in Catholic settings. I'm the youth and young adult minister at my parish. I've been doing that, well, working with youth for the last, oh my, almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just <laughs> said it out my mouth. Um, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, I, Yeah, it always shocks me when I say it too. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I mean, I've always been... I got church. I'm Miss Stephanie. Like, I really don't have a last name. Miss <laughs> Stephanie. So I've been Miss Stephanie since I was 16. So it's been a very long time. And But working directly where I got to, may have had to sign some papers or put in ideas and not just be another set of eyes with little kids. I've been doing that for nearly 20 years. And is that at the parish of the uh, Church, church of the Incarnation? Incarnation yes. Yes. And you mentioned that that was kind of something significant. Do you want to explain why that that's significant to you? Oh, my parent, my grandparents, uh, my grandmothers were there. Um, my paternal grandmother, she was at the original site of incarnation on Browning Place in D.C. And my parents met there, well, officially met there. They knew each other like from a distance 
at high school in their high school. Yeah, they married there. I received all my sacraments up until now. Not married, so we're praying on that one, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. or not. Um, <laughs> okay, so you asking my family? I'm like, you're praying on that. Um, I buried my father from that parish, my grandmother's. So it's innate. It's just part of my whole DNA. That was the second address. Well, the third address I learned. <laughs> so wow. That's that's amazing. That's beautiful. Um, and for those who are maybe not familiar with the D.C. area, would you explain a little bit about the significance of the church? It certainly is. It's positioned in a unique spot in D.C. So it's not downtown D.C. where there's the White House and whatnot. It lives on the corner where you get to the sidewalk and you're in Maryland. So mm-hmm. um, that portion of Prince George's County, and that's the side where my family lived on. So I usually... I, especially in church spaces, I identify myself as living from, and I'm from the D.C. area because mm-hmm. of just that simple fact. So the Archdiocese of Washington, you know, spans, I think it was, is it 100 miles? I can't remember, but it's like from Montgomery County, which is pretty high up, pretty high north. And that's like Ogechi land. And then <laughs> goes down <laughs> south past me. And I live in central Prince George's County. It's, it's, I mean, it's a very unique place. You, you kind of hear it on the news, pray for us for that. But um, it's in the Deanwood neighborhood, the Southeast Deanery. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's home. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about my home <laughs> as some people may depict it on television. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate getting to know you a little bit better and a little bit more about your history. <laughs> We're going to get into the scripture. So you've chosen First Thessalonians chapter yes. 4, mm-hmm. verses 11 through 12. So I'm going to have you read that for us when you're ready. To aspire And to aspire to live a tranquil life, to mind your own affairs, and to work with your own hands. As we instructed you, that you may conduct yourselves properly towards outsiders and not depend on anyone. So I'm going to give kind of listeners a little bit about this letter. It's another letter from St. Paul. We've done a lot of those letters on this podcast, which I love because I love St. Paul. Um, This letter is a very short letter. Um, It was probably written around the time of his second journey. He had left Thessalonica, which was in Greece, and he was really, he had kind of helped establish this community. He was close to this community, St. Paul, and um, he was traveling with Timothy and when he sent Timothy back to Thessalonia or Thessalonica rather, mm-hmm. and then Timothy came back to Paul and kind of reported what had happened. And that was what prompted this letter is Timothy's report about how the community was in all the communities during this time are struggling with how to be Christian. And so a lot of Paul's letters are about like, this is how you need to conduct yourselves. And that's kind of what, you know, this letter is about too. And the passage you read, the verse you read is him explaining like how we should conduct ourselves as Christians. So my question though, for you, my first question is why did you pick this passage, Stephanie? Well, I mean, it's not as, I guess, Christian-y as one would hope or think that we'll be, we'll be getting from this podcast. It's not a bad way. So mm-hmm. I participated in a synod, the synod in 2013 with Archdiocese of Washington and it was after a long day we attended mass and this was the reading for the day and um, I want to say it was Father Nestout was 
at the left turn and he was like, well, he was reading and I was kind of dozing off. I want to be completely honest. I was <laughs> lost it. But in some translations, I can't remember if what's which one was the difference. The the mind your own affairs is translated to mind your business. So I woke up. I was like, hold on, did he say mind your business? Oh my word! And like no one else heard it. No one's re- and I'm looking around in the chapel. Like no one else is. No, no, I didn't get. So I mean, I attended mass. It was the vigil. Sunday obligation done and done. I went to mass. Not that I could not pick up a Bible or a missile for that matter and read it myself. I attended mass the next day at my church just to make sure that that's what I heard. (laughs) (laughs) So ever since then, I mean, and I read the rest of it and I was like, oh, okay. Yes. I mean, this is how we're supposed to be. This is what we need to do. And it's like simple, just even just the mind your own affairs or mind your business portion mm-hmm. would solve and negate so many issues sometimes, sometimes, because sometimes you need to be involved and help mm-hmm. others and things. But there are so many things that can be avoided when you just mind your business. It just it is a really interesting phrase. And you said a lot. I want to touch on a couple of things there. So first of all, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. That's where I am currently. And uh, so Bishop Nestout, he is now yes. our bishop. They brought him from D.C. and he's our bishop now. So I and I go to the cathedral, which is where he you know, that's where he's at. That's where bishops go. So I hear him preach a lot. And it's I, I do. I, I always appreciate his messages, but um, he does have a monotone kind of voice. So I can hear how maybe we would zone out. But you hear that line like, yeah, mind your own affairs, mind your business. That would kind of, you know, wake me up probably too. I think it is interesting. And it's funny that you went to hear it just again. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, mean, and I could have watched it on like still stay right. home. <laughs> Watched it on TV, EWTN, or just the uh, the Mass at the Basilica, uh, the Maculate Conception, because they had that broadcasted. Mm-hmm. I could have heard it or listened or read my, so many other ways, but it just, I mean, mm-hmm. I did have to teach CCD after that, but mm-hmm. I could have laid low and stayed in the house for another mm-hmm. hour or so. Yeah, it's funny that you wanted to like hear that proclaimed again. Yes, it was yeah. it was. <laughs> So ever since then, I just, I kept it close to my heart, even, you know, reading the uh, what comes before, what comes after, of course. But um, I even, when the kids get into uh, mischief and they want to be nosy to, Bobby's doing this. And I was like, well, sir, mind your mind your own business. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I was mm-hmm. like, you know, do you want Miss Mouse to quote scripture to you? And then they're like, think <laughs> about it. They're like, oh no, she's going to do the mind your business. And so- <laughs> And so, I mean, that's one of the, not one of the first things. So we break down phonetically the words. Um, usually in third, second or third grade, they do the breakdown of scripture. I pick a scripture every once in a while and uh, have them break it down and they can read it themselves. So I did that. I said that to first grade and they like, that's not in the Bible. I was like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. And so I pulled it out. Of course, I have. it's a Catholic school. There's Bibles everywhere. I don't even have to like look it up online. Just Bibles anywhere. And um, I pulled it out. I said, what does this say? And I broke it down. Like, mind your own affairs. I would have to tell them a few words. But like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
That's like Miss Miles will quote the scriptures to y'all. Be careful, just mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a good one to quote. And I'm, I'm since I'm like a scripture teacher, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking of like the context of this. And so I mentioned that this was a community he was like close to. Mm-hmm. Something also of note is that this was a Gentile community. So, you know, during this time. Christians were either like Jews that had converted to Christianity, Mm -hmm. like Paul, or Gentiles who were not born Jewish. Um, A lot of them maybe were pagan or didn't have religion and then were kind of learning how to practice. And so this community of Thessalonica, they were a lot of Gentiles. So I'm just thinking of that message of like, mind your own business. I wonder if Paul was trying to like, because right before this, he's like telling them how to like control their passions Mm -hmm. and like conduct themselves in like a holy manner. And so I wonder if he's just, he's really just kind of having to give them the structure of not being influenced by, you know, other other pagans or other communities. Yeah. And like, this is how you're going to be. I don't know. Did you want to respond to that? Like what you think Paul means to say? Like, I mean that exactly because, because uh, just in life in general uh, at my parish, it's, I do post-confirmation class with my brother. Shout out to Greg. So when we talk about that and the more and more research we have done, because even more like after I told them mind your business was in there, they were like, oh, my goodness. So just knowing what they go through, what we go through as people and you come into contact with so many different people in your life on a daily basis, you have to be able to recognize that everyone's not you. Everyone's not like you. And that's why he was giving those instructions on how to do and how to conduct yourself because everyone's not you. Everyone doesn't have that beautiful conversion moment or anything like that. So you just have to realize when you can assert assert yourself in your Christianity, the proper way, not to say you're hiding being Christian. No, 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 don't do that. But just know when the things around you will be um, served appropriately and the service will be accepted. Mm -hmm. Is it like Proverbs and you don't argue with fools? Like you don't, Mm -hmm. don't like Mm -hmm. waste that. I mean, not saying don't waste the energy. You want to still be an example to others, but don't, don't waste your, your time. Don't waste your energy on arguing or tearing down someone else because they're not you. Um, and that's something that um, I'm not saying I got that at an early age because I'm I'm naturally nosy. Um, <laughs> ask my mother um, <laughs> and my baby. Well, you can't ask her, but you can ask my mother, ask my brother. But I'm naturally nosy. But you know where to draw the line of even if you're nosy, you just still keep your mouth shut and then you report it when it's needed. Mm-hmm. but you don't get in everything, every, every mess that's around you. No, I mean, it, it is about balance. And I think that is something that our society struggles with me personally. I think we struggle with, we're mm-hmm. so polarized mm-hmm. and um, you know, obviously community is important. So I don't think Paul is saying like, you know, totally keep to yourselves. I mean, he kind of says that he's like, don't depend on anyone, <laughs> but I think it, it's like what you're describing. Like they're Christian, we're Christians. We, Sometimes we need community, but then also sometimes we need to go on like what you were describing about like your own. No one has that same personal connection, those conversions. I thought that was really well put that like we need to sometimes rely on our own personal relationship with God, not what other people around us. Right. We are Christian differently. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we we are Catholic differently. Um, mm-hmm. I just participated in journeying together. Well, I'm participating in the journeying together process with USCCB, and we had a gathering in Chicago. It was after a two year process, and it was to talk about it is one thing, but then we actually saw each other being Catholic differently and the same at the same time. So it was pretty cool. And I think that was one, I think, I know that was one of the goals that we could recognize, respect, and just find the beauty in each other's worship moments. So just, but we still, in our cultural families, we're minding our own business. Mm-hmm. So it's the community of that, com- and, and then a community within that community and the community of within that community because of regions and whatnot. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it was quite interesting to see now that I'm thinking back at it, see that in practice that we were minding our business while minding our business, the us mm-hmm. business, and then minding the whole Catholic business. So yeah, it was just good. Yeah, it's just it's interesting because the word Catholic means universal. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I find is beautiful. I actually just returned from um, Montreal. I went on vacation up to I Quebec. I saw a beautiful picture. Oh, it was so awesome. So I went to mass in, in French and I don't speak French um, when I was in Montreal. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was so cool that like I still even I could pull up my app that was in English and like follow along like with the readings, even though I didn't know French. And obviously I know what's going on with Eucharist and stuff. And it just every time I go to a mass in a foreign language or a different country or culture like Mm -hmm. it's just cool that there's that so there's that piece that like you know we are universal we are all doing the same thing Mm -hmm. but then I I hear what you're speaking of too is that we can all do it in our own way so I don't know how do we find that balance of like this is what Catholic is this is what we do as a community and then versus our own spirituality I don't know can you speak a little more about like finding that balance maybe I'm still trying to I mean I found the balance within myself per se uh, because yeah so I'm at a point just as a, a person. So you see me, I'm I'm an African-American woman. I attend an African-American church. And so I am a black Catholic. I say black Catholic because I you see me, you see a black woman. And I'm black Catholic. So just the worship experience with just being a black person would probably differ ever so slightly from... I'm just going to say a non-Black person because yeah, it's yeah. from my Latino friends, my um, Native American friends, my white friends, Asian friends. They differ. But when you mentioned um, that you love, you like the, the, you can pull out your app, you know what's going on mm-hmm. because it's the same thing. And I that's something that I do love, truly love in the Catholic church. A quick side story, hopefully it's quick. Um, but um, I was in high school. I was at an enrichment program at Howard University, the Upper Bound program. And seniors, rising seniors have, well, had, I don't know what they're doing now, but had um, privileges to go off campus on the weekends. As long as you have, you know, signed out, permission, nowhere you're going, bring a counselor with you. So it was a few of us. We had been confirmed and everything. We were like, oh, we have privileges. And we were broke, so we didn't couldn't go, didn't want to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, we're gonna go to church. Yeah, like we're <laughs> 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 and 
This was the weirdest conversation. One of the weirdest <laughs> conversations of my life. Like, yeah, we're going to church. So we're in Howard University. It's maybe, I think, two miles from the um, the Basilica. This is way before the John uh, Paul II. Uh-huh. That's be way before that. So but that's just across the street pretty much. But we walked down mm-hmm. to the Basilica. And we're like, okay, we're going to go to mass or at least, you know, pray, go to confession. We would had it all in our mind, had the plan in our minds. We get there. We were like, we just got to go find the first mass that's happening. That's before the gospel. We're just going to walk in and do this. We hear some clapping or whatever. And then we go in. We didn't know. We didn't really look who was around because it's the Catholic church. We know what's going on. And we're just Catholic. Yeah. Okay. Three black kids, you know, whatever. We're hanging. I want to say the mass was, it was a special mass and it was done in like Tagalog or something like that. But oh, wow. It was, it was, I, I'm, I'm only shout out to my friend, my Filipino friends, but um, mm-hmm. like it was something like that. And that was also a time when I, that's when I learned to pray the rosary as well, was it was in another language. And it's not like it was in, a language that I knew. It was just simply in another language. So I found connection that way of worship. I don't even remember what we we're talking about for a second, but found our way, my ways of worship in different languages because I was still able to find the language and it was speaking to my heart and not just the um, the surface level of, oh, this is mass. I have no clue what's going on. And yeah, the, it was people, the ladies in there, they were helping us out. They gave us this, you know, the split missile with the English on one side and mm-hmm. that language on the other. And we were reading, we shared the one missile and they were, you know, oh, like this is, this is when you say thanks be to God. Like, oh yeah, thanks be to God. And there's some people mm-hmm. that sang it in English and then sang it in the language. So it was, I mean, I've always experienced, um, my, my connection has always been I want to say even electrified with outside of my culture, but mm-hmm. it's nourished within it. So yeah, um, we have revivals every year. It was interesting during the pandemic. It'll just be, it was just like father Cornelius at St. Luke. And then it was, was I the lector? I, myself, I was a lector and it was just like the two, two well, the two of us, a guy singing and the people controlling the cameras. And that was it. And that was the revival. It was beautiful though. So you have, you know, cultural stuff, being a black Catholic yeah. and then um, just being the Catholic and connecting with mm-hmm. other Catholics is pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that's a really good point about the different different cultures. And that's kind of what I was describing as well. Yeah, but yeah, but, and that's the beauty of like what the Vatican Second Vatican Council did is that it allowed us we're still universal, but if you are in Africa and you want to do your rituals in a like liter- incorporate that in the liturgy, mm-hmm. you can do that. And like if you want if you're in a Latin American community, you can use your Latin American instruments and songs in the liturgy to bring that to the liturgy. And um I don't know, I feel like I mean, this is just me personally. I struggle. I struggle with the, and I see this, I guess I don't struggle, but I see the struggle within our church to be like, some people just want to make it like back to Latin 
you know, because because that's for them in their minds. Oh, that's and we were really universal. Everyone's saying the literally the same language. But but we broke from that. Like, you know, for me personally, Mm -hmm. like in second batting council is like, no, this is we can do it in different languages. And that's also still beautiful, like what we were describing. So I don't know. I see this tension where some people go back to the old universal. I I saw something and I can't remember. It was it was a few years ago, pre-pandemic. So Mm -hmm. time warp. Um, There was something posted and I want to say it was like a, they were singing, it was African country and they were singing, I want to say a psalm or just a Gloria or something like that. It was something very, very Catholic. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was the way they were doing it, the beat that they were using. And a man, I really wish I still had that, like, connected to a phone or a computer um a man had the audacity to say this is not catholic i'm like how sway like i was i really yeah. I looked at the, my phone i'm like how are you going to say this isn't catholic like they're listening to the gloria yeah <laughs> <laughs> like how is it because they had a little drum beat to it but it was amazing yeah. um or even liturgical dance so my parish with my previous pastor a father john carroll ssj may he rest in eternal peace but um he did not not knocking him because i get it um he didn't want like liturgical dance during mass respect it no other priests who don't even black catholic black catholic churches i know it so our current one wants it he wants it all the day long every sunday not every mass but every sunday but it's like just even the expression throughout the mass differing and people kind of poo-poo on how we express that. I went to two different events, you know, two different conferences. So before going to Chicago, I went to Texas, well, Grapevine, Texas, and for the Like Conference, the Archbishop Like Conference, shout out to Bishop Sharif. And it was like, how was I describing this? Oh, it was like like the uh, spiritual antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Like you go to mass and it's a vitamin, but that was like a spiritual antibiotic. Like it was everything Catholic, everything black, everything black Catholic, all at the same time. It was beautiful, tiring, but it was beautiful. We did the liturgical dance and to see not just to hear the words, but to see the words and the mm-hmm. spirit moving was amazing. It was such a blessing. I'm I'm praying it was a blessing to others. I'm you know a lot of people had their cameras out. I was actually able to minister um, as a dancer, and it was oh it was. And I know it had to be nothing but spirit when because my shoulders, my body hadn't moved like that in years so but like it just and people would look at that and not see not see the spirit of god and i i feel bad for them right like, i truly feel bad for them. like you don't you don't see you don't I mean, just now i can only speak on myself and what my experiences are but the fact that i can truly say i didn't have to take a tylenol advil soak after or even before um, ministering, ministering, just it wasn't so. I wasn't like just dancing. I don't see that as a 
I wasn't doing like a recital type thing. I, it was a minister. I was te- I was witnessing to these people, and I I'm it's it's very disheartening that people would not be able to see it, but they will put their blinders, their spiritual blinders on, and just like this isn't Catholic, right? Right. I, I'm with you. I know. And I, I, it makes me upset because as a teacher, like mm-hmm. I know my students, there's God bless them. Like they're so reverent. Like the, the priests that we've had want kind of to go back to these like older vibes of like, just like everything's very reverent and silent mm-hmm. and you're kneeling and you're beating your breast. And like, I'm like, and the kids go with it, but I, I just hearing you describe what you experience, like my kids, my students would be so like probably like in awe of witnessing a different kind of liturgy, you know, and just for them to even know that that other kind of expression mm-hmm. exists and is allowed. And I don't think we talk about it or get to experience it enough. Yeah. And like, I'm yeah. fortunate that my parish, my home parish is kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, that, that doesn't happen except on special occasions. So when we call in, we like, we literally call in drummers and we call in, yeah. Extra people to do the choir, and we they practice, they combine choir. But we don't sing as a choir just yet. We're still, because we're an older parish. Well, the parishioners are older, so we're still mm-hmm. maintaining some um, some COVID mandates. Not all of them, just being very precautious. So yeah, um, we don't have a choir choir yet. We have like multiple cantors. Let's go with mm-hmm. that one. Um, so. I'm excited for whenever that uh, comes back with the choirs and the dancers. It won't just be a special occasion thing, maybe even just a once a month thing or every other Sunday, only at eight o'clock. Well, it won't be eight o'clock mass, but like 11 o'clock mass or something like that. Um, But like, it's exciting. Uh, We mentioning your students, we're reverent. I teach, you know, we show, even at my church, we show them, you know, the reverence and why we're this way. Why do we genuflect, hold your hands, bow, all those things. One thing that I'm so happy that I get to kind of sneak in my curriculum um, because I, it's very sure I'm simply implementing a program. So I'm not writing really anything for what I do. But as one of the rewards, my now third graders, they're rising third graders, they opt for um, a liturgical dance battle. Oh, that's awesome. So we have music playing. It's like a, a Christian rock concert, a gospel fest and everything. And they're getting down. And mm-hmm. I, they're like, and I said, like, you know, you know, this could be like a form of prayer. They're like, really? I say, if you're, I say, if you're angry, get it in, get it in, talk mm-hmm. to God about it. And if you need to cry a little bit, go ahead and live your life. So they, if they're having a bad day, or if they realize that they're doing great and they get their midweek progress report, I'll tell them. I say, you know, last week you're a little man, man with these the our controlled words, but now you're conquering them. Amen. I said, hallelujah. And they're like, can we have a dance battle? And then we'll have a dance battle. And I'm, I said, I can't judge y'all. That's God to judge. That's not my ministry. So they'll just dance the way they want to dance. And it's been a few flips and cartwheels. Oh yeah. It's like, we all can't do that. We have hard floor. I don't have Miss Miles doesn't have a rug <laughs> yet. 
it's not a, in my budget. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to experience. I'm like, because I'm a middle school teacher, like I'm like, I don't know if my students would love or hate it because they're at that point where it's like, if it's not cool, you know, and they don't, they want to do what everyone else is doing. So it would be an interesting experiment for me. Like to I see work with listen. middle schoolers too. Like I, I can almost honestly say I see by Friday, I see almost everyone, like yeah. all the students in some shape or form, even if it's just recess duty, I see everyone. I know everyone's names. And I think with I feel like you would be the the teacher that you know that you're the cool one so I think if you just break that wall they'll be okay with it they'll yeah yeah you know find something they like you know well we've kind of taken this verse maybe not in the way I originally no but I like it like I think we've had a really good conversation about just I mean, the beauty of the church when we do, I mean, it's interesting because the verse was about like minding your business. So we're kind of yeah. talking about like, like looking at other groups, but mm-hmm. I guess the point is like, if, if that's not for you, that's okay. Like, you know, like the, these are the different beautiful expressions we have in our church that the church allows. Mm-hmm. And if that's not for you, that's okay. Find your expression, which is kind of what you originally were starting by saying. Um, and we've just kind of talked about how like, it's both like it's your own personal expression, but also within what the church has given us. So what last kind of final takeaways do you have for us about this verse, Stephanie? Um, besides minding your business, but uh, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. And your reward is everything that you work for and what God feels that you need. And I do think that's what Paul was saying. Like if you, you know, focus on yourselves, focus on your community you know what I mean? And like, and, and just worry about, and this is what we tell our students that are, right. I'm sure you've said it too. Like, just worry about you. Don't worry about what the other person's doing. Like, worry about you. <laughs> like, Miss now Stephanie's doing such and such. Right. Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> That's right. usually my next question. Right. And I, and I, we, you know, this is a whole nother conversation, but when we were talking earlier too, it makes me think about like social media, my background's mm-hmm. in media and I teach media literacy, you know, we are in looking, we're, we're looking at everybody's business constantly online and we're sharing or putting stuff out there. So that's a whole, probably a whole nother conversation, but like, I don't know, what would you say to like that balance again of like looking at what people are sharing and what you're sharing, but also kind of that verse of mind your business. How does that relate? Do you well, think to our, right. it's, it's good to share. And like you just said, if that's not your thing, just go on um if it's not your thing just scroll on like you literally can flip your your little finger and just keep it going (laughs) i mean you don't have to comment on everything you don't especially if it's not directly hurting you or your community i mean you, you don't have to comment on everything you can just move on you don't have to report everything online. I mean, some things are kind of raunchy right. and just wrong, but you don't have to say something every time you see something on Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. This That magical mouse or your finger scroll will be sufficient. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like if it's not hurting your, if, if that person is not hurting themselves or, you know. Anyways, or defaming I, anyone. I just, I can't. Yeah. Like, unless, unless you're talking about my mom. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any, this is what you want to say. Or you're really right. so, speaking a, a lie where we have to get lawyers involved, you know, things like that. Other than that, no. 
Yeah. And I think St. Paul, I think that's what the spirit of this, this verse mm -hmm. is. So thank you for bringing it to us. It is a fun one that you can, you know, look at from different angles. And that's definitely the purpose of this. At the end of the episode, I give people a chance to plug. I don't know if you have any projects or websites or resources you want us to, to check out. Um, if you are in the Maryland area, the upper Prince George's County area, and you're looking for a Catholic school for kindergarten through eighth grade, you can <laughs> check out St. Mary the Mills, uh, org, or even pre-K. <laughs> We're right, right across the street. There's a free preschool. You can, your child can literally stay on the block from pre-K to high school. So <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I mean, that's really, or if you're looking for the church, a church in the, Southeast Deanery of Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. Church of the Inc Incarnation, DC.org. Um, and you can find us on Facebook. Oh, uh, yep. I keep forgetting to promote this. I am a Talton ambassador in D.C. Mm -hmm. uh, for Father Augustus Talton. Mm -hmm. uh, pray for us. The venerable of Father Augustus Talton. Mm -hmm. And um, the work is still, we're working on the work and we're just trying to promote his cause along with the other um six individuals up for a cause um it's a beautiful thing to do so check us out on most social media outlets uh we'll be on youtube hopefully before the end of the year so in some capacity i don't know which one so yeah what are the the handles for for the tolton community online so the Tolton Ambassadors is Tolton Am A M B D C. So I'm sorry, okay. Tolton T O L T O N A M B S D C. Tolton Ambassadors D C on Instagram, and we are because I do the social media for a few people. So and on Facebook, it's the Venerable. Venerable Augustus, I'm sorry, Venerable Father Augustus Tolton, Wash, comma, Washington, D.C. Well, you guys should definitely check out. I've I've taught, a, and we have a couple of teachers, we, we teach about him and his life and his legacy. And mm -hmm. so I definitely encourage you all to, if you're not familiar with Venerable um, Augustus Tolton, to learn about his story. And then you can also check out uh, Stephanie and the ambassadors for his cause. I think that's an awesome uh, thing to pull our attention to. And if you all want to check out more about me and this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at Seven Mile Chats, all spelled out. If you'd like to be a guest, you can reach out to me. I'm also on Twitter at Struckley one MSS. T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1. And I tweet about what I'm doing in my classroom and Catholic education. Um, but thank you, Stephanie, for doing this. It was so great to chat with you. Thank you. It was my pleasure, truly. Bye, everyone. <laughs>